0: what up guys annoyed lemon here i I thought i would come on and do an episode just a little short one about my thoughts on the coronation because i didn't really get to share many of my thoughts well I shared my thoughts while I was watching it, but it wasn't, hadn't really sunk in like what I was watching. I was just kind of giving a commentary of what I was seeing, you know. And since it's been a couple days since it's happened, I've been able to think about some things. I have some thoughts. I got some thoughts. A lot of people got thoughts. And now let me just do is make a little episode here while I'm doing housework, walking around. And we'll talk about it. Uh, first off, I want to say... That uh, I, this is, all of my thoughts are coming from a person, obviously, but I feel like I got to give a disclaimer. They're coming from a person who is not British, okay? So all of us Americans with our thoughts, not that we're not allowed to have them, but also no, you're not British. <laughs> so British people might have similar thoughts as us, but also I, I'm seeing it from an American perspective, right? That's, it's, that's the fact of what it is can't speak as a British citizen so let's just make that statement first before I move forward (laughs) all right um first off let's talk about my favorite person of the whole coronation which would be Princess Anne Princess Anne who's my favorite freaking royal who before like I would say recently I didn't really, I mean, I knew she existed, but like I didn't pay, I don't know if the media is paying more attention to her now or something, but like it's only in the last couple of years that she, I'm really like getting to know who princess Anne is more and more. And I don't know if you remember back on my TikTok days, uh, I had mentioned about how they do these popularity ratings, all these polls, all these surveys all the time to the British public and like who's popular now with the royal family la 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 and I had said that Princess Anne is always at at the moment underneath the queen of course she's the most popular royal people in the UK love her more than they love Charles and Camilla for sure even more than they love William and Kate and so Uh, And I never knew why. I was like, what? They love Princess Anne. And now I get, I kind of get it. Because she is very similar, I think, to her dad in a ways. She has similarities to the mother. But she's more like the dad who's like, I'm going to do things my way. Uh, Point in, case in point. Riding the fucking cavalry. When I saw her, and you heard if you listened to my spiel and giving the whole play-by-play of what happened the other morning. When I saw her walk into that church, I was like, holy fucking shit. Look at this woman. She is not wearing a gown or anything. She's in full military garb with the robes and the this and the hat with the feather. Walking in there like, what you gonna do? Walking in there like, that's right, motherfuckers. I'm not wearing no gown and no flower in my hair. I'm wearing this military and I'm riding on a horse. You're not pulling me in any carriage. I know uh, she was guarding the king's carriage. I think they said he asked her to do that honor or something like that. But regardless, she agreed and she's like, bitch, this is how I'm doing this. And I thought that not only was it an honor to do that, you know, ride next to the king's carriage. But I think it was such a great message and I don't know if it was meant to do this or not, but what kind of message it sent to the world, to the British public and citizens at a time where this whole thing is seemed as so unnecessary and lavish and extravagant, right? Even though they toned it down. I don't see where they did that. But anyway, where she's like, don't pull me in a carriage, like, I'm some dainty... I'm riding a horse in my military uniform. Thank you very much. And the fact that she agreed to do that and wanted to do that speaks more volumes than I don't know if they knew. I don't know if that was their point in having her do that, to show a royal family member in that type of way. Like, William should have did that shit. Why didn't William ride on a horse? He was in the military. Why didn't he wear his military shit and ride on that horse, with even with his aunt? they both should have been out there because it kind of shows you this feeling of like we don't need this like pomp and circumstance necessarily of like being pulled in a carriage like we're gonna do the work do you know what i mean like that's how i took that those moments of watching her do that and i only wish the footage would have shown her more and some of the others more like i said when i was watching it all i see is camille and charles the whole time but i think that was on purpose But now that other video and footage have come out from all these other places, I get to see it more. It's fantastic. So that was my favorite thought of the day was Princess Anne. Uh, So I think that if too bad she don't have that crown on her head. Oh, you know, most of the fucking country would rather her have that crown on her head. That's for goddamn sure. Oh, and they're talking about. How there was this rift, of course, we don't know if it's true or not, where at the coronation dinner, Princess Anne said to friggin' Camilla, you're the queen consort, you're not the queen. Girl, who knows if that's true, but apparently a lot of people that were there are kind of being like, mm, yeah, that happened. <laughs> oh, good lord. So, anyways, I love, that was my, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Um, Other thoughts. I don't like that Harry was put several seats back. And I get it that he is not part of family anymore and da 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 and all of that. But, and this is coming from me, from an Italian background. Like, that's so disrespectful to be like, bitch, you don't even get to sit in our row anymore. When he's immediate blood to the fucking motherfucker sitting there on that coronation chair getting a crown put on his head he is the immediate descendant that he is pushed several rows back is petty i thought that was petty i understand harry wanted to leave and when that with that comes consequences but come on that is a petty betty moment I could see you don't have him sitting right next to Will and Kate, and the, like he could have been a few people in between, and then Harry's there, not immediately right right next to them. But to have him in the back, push back a few rows. I think that was very petty. Or at least have him sitting next to in the second row back, next to his aunt or something, Princess Anne or something. He's sitting behind her with the feather in his fucking face. You know, I just it's like I, it was petty. It was a petty, petty moment. I didn't like that. But then you have things like the Ascension Choir, who I had, like I said in the video, or the video, like I said in the episode, was Meghan and Harry's choir that sang at their wedding. Now I know, I've since researched that this was a gift from Charles. I think maybe Meghan requested having gospel music, And it had to be approved or something like that. And then Charles found the gospel choir. How Charles knows this choir, I don't know. But I thought that was nice because he could have had any choir. If he wanted just gospel music, I'm sure there's other capable choirs in the country of England. Gospel choirs that could have fulfilled that moment. But he chose the exact same choir again. So he knew people were going to put two and two together and go, oh, that's the same choir from the wedding. So that he knew nothing is done, not one single thing is done out of like, oh, we didn't know, he just he just liked it. Like, he knew people would pick up on the fact that this is the same choir. So what is that message sending, I think? Is it a nod to Harry and Meghan? I don't know. It's something. You had to know people were going to pick up on the fact that it's the same fucking choir. So, something, so that was an interesting moment that I'm thinking about now, after the fact. We'll never know the the purpose of, you know, the real intention behind it, but could have been a little nod like, hey, even though we've got a lot of bullshit going on between the two of us and we're not speaking, here's a little moment to let you know, I'm still thinking about you. I don't know, girl. I don't know, but it was interesting for sure. <sighs> other moment, other thoughts, uh... I definitely agree, and you could tell when I was watching it, even though I was getting exhausted because I had woke up at 4 and the shit didn't end until 11, so it was like 6 hours of this bullshit. It was over the top. It was over the top. And I think I said in the episode, if it was scaled back, like what would it have looked like if it wasn't scaled back, girl? I don't know. But it was over the top. I mean, the carriage alone, especially the ca- the, the How they used two different kinds of carriages. Why did you need that? I don't know. But the carriage at the end was just outrageous. I mean, it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong and all that. But just was a little silly. Nobody thinks it's silly. Nobody thinks getting pulled in a carriage is silly anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't feel silly sitting in there. See, this is where the American part comes out. And I was speaking to a friend, because where I live, there's a lot of expatriates to the UK. Fun fact, British people love New Jersey. That's a fun fact. They love the state of New Jersey. There's a ton of people, especially North Jersey. There's certain parts of Jersey they love living in. I'm in one of the parts. I, they love it. I think that, because it's very reminiscent weather-wise in certain, certain ways and, you know, just the landscape-wise and shit to the weather in England. But anyway. So I'm I was talking to a person over the weekend that's in my building here, and I was like, "You guys really all like to see, like these these outfits and these the carriages and the this and the that." Like, and he's like, "Well, yeah. There's a lot of British people. Like, it's the tradition. It's the tradition. They keep bringing up the word. It's tradition. It's a thousand years old tradition. Ba ba ba. Right?" I said, "Yeah, but like." You've been living over here in the U.S.? He, at that point, he told me he was, had been here for 10 years. I said, you don't feel like it's a little, like, out of touch of what goes on every day? Like, wearing these outfits and pulling in carriages. He's like, well, it 100% is out of touch. He says, but how British people, for some strange reason like that, because that's all they know. So he explained to me, they defend it because it's all they know. They don't know of another way to live because this has been, there's been monarchs for a thousand years, he goes. So to expect British people to all of a sudden be like, you know, okay, we get rid of it all. It's really hard for the, you know, he basically was saying this will take probably another fucking hundred years, a century to, if you're going to get rid of the monarchy for it to actually happen, has to like fade away. Can't go from, you know, going from 100 down to zero. So I thought but that's where for me as an American watching it it was like okay already with the outfits even though they're gorgeous and the horses and this, this and the that I mean American you know you could just tell by how Joe, Jill Biden and Finnegan Biden showed up They were gorgeous they looked appropriate they looked very nice girl are they wearing this crazy hat with the da di di No it's just like, we have a way, Amer- I don't know if you want to call it more casual. I don't know what, I don't know what you call We just don't do, deal well with all that fluff in America over here. We don't like that. It, it, you know what it re- reminded me of? And I don't know if you've ever been, but since I was around, I've said it before, like 19 or 20 years old, my father lived down in Louisiana, Creole country. Actually, first it was Biloxi, Mississippi, and then Louisiana, which is still Creole country, Biloxi, Mississippi. Anyway, and down there, because I would go uh, two, to, two to three times a year to go see him, and then he'd come up here and see me. But anyway, they have like debutante balls. It's something in the north we don't have. I don't think they have it really anywhere else in the U.S., but in the south down there, and that like south-south, deep south. And it's like the big dress and the this and the fans and sometimes they have hats and then the music and the men get so dressed and, and it's like a coming out party. And they still and that's the only type of equivalent we have over here in the U.S. is like that type of they wear the basically a wedding. We don't it's like a wedding, but it's not a wedding. Otherwise, we don't deal with that shit in the United States. It doesn't happen over here. So for me, by the end of it, watching it, I was like, fucking, okay, enough already. Enough already. Now, um, what else did I think about it? I would have liked to see William Moore. The footage of him. Uh, other than that moment where he kneels in front of his father just wasn't shown a lot on the videos and stuff wasn't oh the balcony girl like I I mentioned if you made it through all the way till the end if you made it through all the way till the end of the friggin coronation with me that balcony was a hot ass mess all the people are saying it shoving them in the corner shoving the other ones on the other corner who no one knew who the fuck they even were. I'm sorry I said it. Nobody knew, knows who the, Kent, G- the, the Duchess of Gloucester or whatever. We don't know who the fuck that is. Um, and they were saying that. It was very much a point was made like, it's King Charles and Queen Camilla, bitch. These other motherfuckers here, their time isn't come yet. And it ain't coming for a while. So they're going over to the very far left in the corner. I didn't like that never had the queen ever done that before when the queen would go out there on that balcony she'd have the next in line procession then the next in line you know there was like an order to it they changed that shit up so that was weird but it goes in line with shit harry was saying in his book how it's always been about the image of camilla and the and the father so that makes sense all these things Harry's saying. I'm like, yeah, that lines up. This behavior lines up with what he was saying in the book. So that shit was a little weird. Camilla fidgeting with her fucking crown. I talked about that too while I was watching it. I was like, just let it sit on your head with your finger trying to push your stupid hair out of the way. Awkward at a historical moment when you know the cameras are on you. You're with the finger trying to get the hair out of the way? Like, just let the hair be in your eyeball. for the, re- Like, what was she trying to do? I don't know. It didn't even look like her hair even moved anyway, so I don't know what she was trying to do. Ugh, so now forever in these moments, you're going to see her pushing her hair out of her way as she's getting crowned. Can you imagine? Girl, nobody told this woman. She don't know not to fidget like that. That's embarrassing. Now it's a meme everywhere about how she's just come on now while I was watching it I mentioned how she was the only one smiling now when I watch it back I see that this it was more of like a smirk because the footage that I was watching didn't catch her I don't know what because you know how there's all these different cameras there didn't catch her when it when she was walking to the other chair that smirk she had I didn't see that because it was when when I was watching was like a pulled back shot of her walking so i couldn't really see her face now when you go online and you see these all these other images and all these other videos from these different angles you're like oh girl she was smirking (laughs) for me because it was a pulled back image it just looked like she was smiling but it was kind of smirky but maybe that's how she smiles girl i don't know but she was the only one (laughs) she was the only one that cracked a smile the entire coronation so that is weird she's the only one smirking except for after the ascension choir finished singing everybody was smiling everybody enjoyed that moment kate had a big smile on her face and will the king even was smiling a bit i mentioned that in the video in the keep saying video episode but camilla was the only one during these like sacred moments with the smile girl i can't and then of course the biggest revelation, which I don't think at the time I really realized because I was too busy, like, trying to explain what was going on, is the fact that we watched, at the end of the day, Charles's mistress of many years while he was with Diana get a crown on her fucking head. And how fucked up that realization is. And... How everyone in the country, I said one of the very beginning of, of when I was recording how I saw a banner in the crowd of Princess Diana, and I did. It was a beautiful banner. It was like the kind that has two sticks on either end, and you have to hold the stick, like a big-ass one. It was really up high high. It was a picture of Diana wearing, a, wearing the tiara. It said something. I don't know what it said. So, clearly other people, even over there, thinking the same thing. And what's also kind of, like, weird, I started thinking about it, is, like, this whole ceremony is so much about the Christian faith and God and Jesus and this, this this very religious, sacred ceremony. Things have to be done in private, behind a screen. Girl, it's so sacred, right? Meanwhile, the mistress is the one getting the crown on the fucking head. So how sacred do we uphold the sanctity of marriage? You know what I'm saying? It's a little hypocritical, which is most religion. All religion is. Which is why I don't practice any. I'm sorry I said it. (laughs) Let's pray to Jesus that even though this man had affairs the entire time he was married, we're going to say that Jesus is anointing this ceremony right now. Girl, shut the fuck up. please with that nonsense so that's my thought about that okay well so someone needs to teach them like when they were on the balcony in these other moments especially camilla i think it's she's not used to the camera being on her in the kind of way that like she's not always camera ready but neither is charles Like, when he was upset in the carriage, like I described, because there was late, that Kate and Will were late. You know there are fucking cameras zoomed in on your face. Until you are behind closed doors in that palace, cameras are on you. So the fact that he's, like, in the carriage bitching the way he was bitching, I was so shocked. And at first, I you know, and I did feel a little bit bad because I was, like, not bad for him necessarily, just bad in general that this... Awkward-ass moment was being captured on camera. Like, I was cringing. It was making me cringe and whinge. I was like, oh, my God. Make it stop, make it stop. Because it was, like, awkward seeing him in there, like, under his breath bitching, right? And, like, it's like, why don't, like, you know there's cameras on you. Why do you have to verbally be, like, visually be like that? Even Camilla on the balcony Kind of being like, all right, with the wave, yeah, bye. Wanting to leave, fidgeting around, not really happy. I'm looking, like, at least fucking fake it. Something they don't know? Girl, that's what we do well here in America. One thing's for sure, we know how to fake it. And you can call a phony, and you can go to Europe, like I've said many times. And they'll be like, Americans are too nice, they're too polite, they're too Pollyanna, they're too smiley, they're too, thank you. But girl, at least we know how to fake it to act like we give a shit. And as soon as the door shuts, we might go, oh, fuck that shit. But we know how to be, like, nice, to look come off as nice and polite. Hi, hi, it's too. They don't know how to do that. You know who does it great? Kate Middleton. She knows how to do that. She knows how to do the smiley face, fake face. Sometimes maybe it isn't always fake. But she knows how to, she gets it. She gets it. Keep the face on. The mask. Camilla and Charles don't know how to do that shit. They're always looking aggravated. I mentioned that too. Might smile here or there, but like, I don't know. You can tell these people aren't used to, I mean, they're used to cameras, but not like to this extent. You're king now. Every motion. What about when he was signing the papers after the queen's funeral he got all pissed off about the pen and the ink leak? (laughs) Even though you know there's a fucking camera right in there. Like, that's what I mean. you kidding me? Get a PR person. Like the same people that coaches these Hollywood motherfuckers, that's who they need. Ugh. Then again, these British people, I think they don't mind seeing somebody be a little bit of a dick sometimes. That's how they are. To an American it comes off as rude. Anyway. You can sit in a gold carriage and you're going to have a face on like you got an issue. You got a fucking priceless crown on your head. And you're going to be like meow meow. Get lost. Get lost. So anyway, (sighs) what else? I'm making my daughter's bed right now. My daughter saw parts of the coronation. What is she? Oh, toward the end, which wasn't so early that she came out. She was like, mommy, like, this is real. There's really princesses and kings and queens. I thought that that didn't happen anymore. I said, no, it's real still. Here's one right here. (laughs) And she was looking at it like, that ain't real. She's like, "Mommy, it looks like a costume." I'm like, "Yeah, it looks like she what She said, "Oh, it looks like a Halloween costume." That's what she said. Looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume. I said, "Well, yeah, it is a costume. It is a costume. But everything that's on that costume isn't fake. It's all real." And she's just kind of looking at it like, an, as an American kid, like it was strange to her. It was odd. She was like, okay, and say what you will about America. We got our problems. Boy, do we have some terrible fucking problems. This this weekend alone, right? But there's a reason why a separate country, why we, why, you know, people came and were, left that country and were like, fuck that shit. And that's now the way that in which they did it was c- completely savage and horrific. It's a whole nother topic. But they were like, we don't want no part of this nonsense. And that was how many years ago? Hundreds of years ago. So that's clearly the American spirit. Fuck that shit. Fuck those hats. Fuck those carriages. Fuck all that shit. And we still carry that spirit to this day. Right? Where the royal family say, and they're royal because God chose them. Over here in this country, we're supposed to have a separation between church and state. We're supposed to have that. Some would like it reversed. But there's a reason why the Founding Fathers didn't want that going on. Because it leads to that shit they got going on over there. So, anyways, those are, those are my major thoughts. I thought, oh. Girl, I thought Kate's flower crown, flower headpiece, was diamonds. (laughs) I thought it was diamonds. It looked like diamonds to me. And then I find out after the fact, because you get a close-up. Because while I was watching it, there was no fucking close-ups, like I said. I hardly got to see anybody else. But that it was sequins and beads. Very nice. I thought it was diamonds when I was watching it. Probably most of the world thought it was diamonds, too. Oh, so that was an interesting thing to find out after the fact. I caught glimpses of the concert that went on yesterday. That looked nice. Very nice. Huge concert. God. Much bigger than I was expecting. Huge. And now today they're having their day of service. I saw a video of Kate and the kids doing like some type of Girl Scout, Boy Scout type thing. Which was nice. Uh, I also wonder what it must feel like to have nannies 24 hours a day. Like to have people that are just always around to help you. So I often, my mind always goes there when I watch stuff with the Royal Family whether I'm watching a wedding, whether I'm watching like a platinum jubilee or some kind. So I always think that like, like, and Harry says in his book, he, he never carried a set of keys. He never even had a wallet. He never carried money. What does that feel like? There's always somebody there to help. Oh, the kid, you're in church, the kid's acting up. Somebody comes and just sweeps them away. I'll take them back here. You don't even have to look for the person. You just kind of like, Give a, they already know. They, they the whole time they got the eye on the kids, and they see up. Oh, he's getting a little whingy Let me get him out. Like ha, Jesus, how great is that? I don't know. Is it great? I don't know. Someone making your food, cleaning the laundry, dressing you come on arranging your schedule for you telling you where you gotta go and be and do and say everything I don't know maybe it's not so great but being a mom who has zero help I do it all myself (laughs) zero you look at it sometimes and you're like fuck what does that feel like (laughs) you know so always, my mind always goes there, too. And that's pretty much it, guys. I mean, I don't really know what else. I'm going to put up a little comment box. You could leave your thoughts on what you thought afterwards now that we're reflecting. Everybody, also, everybody keeps saying, what kind of king is he going to be? Does it matter? For real, that's my question. Does it matter? What does he do? They don't do nothing other than like help charitable work. He can't push any policy. So I don't get why people are like, what kind of king is he going to be? Bitch, who cares? Because it don't matter, right? Someone enlighten me on how it matters because I don't know. Maybe they're talking about how much you're going to see him in the public. Because I know there's a big complaint right now that Will and Kate don't do enough. in particularly Will. In public appearances and stuff. I don't know. But honestly, who cares what kind of king he's going to be? I think we all pretty much know. No? We kind of get who he is by now. He's 70-something years fucking old. I think we kind of know who he is by now. Right? What's he going to do? I mean, I don't get it. Anyway. <sighs> so that's it. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, Harry's, let's talk about Harry. <laughs> After I was saying Harry's not on the balcony, then it all came out some hours later that he got the car. We all know by now. Went back to the airport, back to Los Angeles, with a hanger in his hand. <laughs> Girl, how crazy is that shit? Why has he got a hanger in his hand? Like, what? Oh, no. So he split he was supposedly invited to the coronation lunch and he said nope i'm leaving I'm going back to my k- wife and my kid celebrating their birthday so that was good i think that was the right thing to do i think it was the right thing to do like he wants to go to the lunch and sit with all these people that fucking can't stand his guts because of what he said like he wants to do that i don't think it's no surprise he didn't go to do that you know, some people are saying that the king is disappointed that Meghan didn't show. They would have liked to see her there. I, I, I can't imagine Megan going. I can't imagine this scenario with wh- where Megan going would be good. It would take over the day. Um, then they would get mad at her that she went because she took over the attention. Because you know it would. You know everybody would be looking at her ass and not worrying about the king. On top of the fact that she's in this country that can't stand her, you know what I mean? Like so, who's shocked she didn't go? Who would go? It's crazy. So that's how I think about that. I think they're probably all relieved, both sides. That's all over. This most highly anticipated moment—would Harry go? Would Meghan go? Would they? would, would go? Blah, blah. It's over now. So I think everybody's. Probably breathing a sigh of relief from that. Where we go from here, guys, nobody knows. I don't think that family's going to be getting together anytime soon. Unless someone croaks. Someone dies, God forbid, but you know, people die, it happens. Otherwise, I don't think you're going to see that family get together. There's no big events where they would be coming together in the near future. So. That's it. I, my prediction. You know, I don't think Harry and Meghan are gonna, and the and Charles and the rest of them and Will and Kate are gonna be getting together. I think you're talking. Years, years are gonna go by. Unfortunately, when these type of family feuds happen, it might be you might even know from your own experience. I know from things that have happened in my family. Families go years without talking to each other sometimes decades so imagine something on this of this magnitude happening and going on whether you think it was right for harry to tell his side or not i can't see you're t- i'm talking years before these families get together unless there's some type of a death that's what i'm that's my that's i'm calling it that's what i'm saying those motherfuckers ain't gonna get together for no goddamn reason whatsoever so all right, we're going to end it there. I hope you enjoyed the weekend festivities. Uh, so the book, let's talk about the book. Let's take a little break here. The very next book I'm going to be going over is, just came out today, this weekend. I think it came out today. Is uh, I pre-ordered it. It's Andy Cohen's new book, The Daddy Diaries. Andy Cohen has many books out, by the way. And they're all kind of, most of them are in like this diary type format. But this is the newest one that I was interested in because obviously I'm a parent. And I like hearing from Andy Cohen outside of the realm of housewives a little bit. So sometimes that whole housewife world has just become such a mess of like nonsense. (laughs) So he's done a book all about... The Good, the bad, bad, and the Ugly of being a father, um, you know, recounting the most important year of his life. I think it's always interesting to me when people who are big time celebrities, big money, big time, like an Andy Cohen, lot, you know, all of a sudden do something like decide to have a child. And then this goes for any celebrity, by the way, with people with money, and then They bring them on the TV and they're like, what is fatherhood like? What is motherhood like? What is this like? And they're all like, oh my God. And they just go, go. they're like, they're like in shock. I never knew. I never knew it was this hard. And I think it's hysterical because bitch, we knew us regular folk. We know how fucking hard it is. We know what, how much more hard it is than you because you motherfuckers have the money. To have 50 million different nannies, people cleaning up after you, people making meals for you, ordering food. So as much as you're going to complain of how hard it is, we know it's much harder for us, right? So I always find it comical to listen to people in those positions talk about how hard it is. But it's interesting to me, almost like watching, it's like a comedy act because they're like, you got to wake up in the night and do bottles and the diaper, and I got, then the kid pissed on me. Yeah, motherfucker, that's what it, yes, yes. But I'm hoping that Andy kind of brings it back to reality a little bit. It doesn't sound so, you know, spurled, as my my Italian family says, spurled. And says, you know, it's humbled me. I don't know, we'll see. But I decided that's the one I'm going to do next. So I'm going to, in a few days, what's today, Monday, probably Thursday or Friday, I'm going to release that, The Daddy Daddy Diaries by Andy Cohen. It should be a a light, funny thing. His books, I've read a couple of them. They are. They're nothing too heavy. He always does name dropping in every book. Oh, and I went to this event and I sat next to J-Lo. And J-Lo says there's a lot of that. You know, so we like a lighthearted little thing. I feel like after some of the books we've read... I need that because, guys, coming up on June 6th, was just a few weeks away, we got another major memoir coming out in the celebrity world. And it's the next big one since Prince Harry's Spare, since Paris, since all of them, right? And that is Elliot Page's memoir called Page Boy, right? I pre-ordered that bitch. You know I did. And um, I don't mean that bitch calling Elliot Page a bitch. I mean, you get what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Uh, I pre-ordered it. It comes out June 6th. going to give me a couple days, a few days to listen to it, the audiobook, and then I'm going to do my little recap. And that one, I have a feeling, is going to have some heavy content again uh, because he's going to be talking about not only his transition, but things that have happened to him in Hollywood. Girl, I don't know what to expect. Okay. Um and his experiences coming up and coming of age in Hollywood, girl. So it's another one of those young person in Hollywood story. So I'm, you know, it, who I don't know what to expect. So, but I have a feeling it's going to be. Parts of it are going to be rough. So usually, like I've said many times, when people write memoirs about their lives, some heavy shit has gone down. They don't write about it, and talk about how great their life was most of the time okay so we'll see but that's another heavy ones coming up in just a few weeks so I thought in between then now and then we'll do some Andy Cohen I'll do an- I'll do like these quick little ones that aren't going to be too much for me to read and get involved in just to like entertain us okay so that's where we're going next now I'm going to read some comments from you guys because I can see these comments thank you very much uh i post and publish them if i can like i said if you ask me not to do so or if you use your full name i'm not going to post it but i thought it would be fun to go over and just briefly read some of them to you guys right so let's do that in the last little section here and then i'm going to go for the day so we have some comments here about the coronation uh, I'm going to say, Mitch said, so glad I found you. I watched the coronation, but no one commentates like you. Hope you and your family are well and keep doing your thing. Thank you so much, Mitch. Uh, I don't know how great my commentary was because I was kind of just as if I was sitting here watching it and someone was sitting next to me. I was talking like that. Plus, I didn't know I have the shit that was going on. <laughs> so, and the things I didn't know, I tried to Google. So I think we learned a lot through that. Uh, but if you sat through that whole thing, girl, and I shortened it down. So my episode was two hours and 45 minutes. The first 20 minutes or so of it wasn't even about the coronation. So it was about two hours, but that thing was five hours long, right? I woke up at 4 a.m. It ended around 10, 11 o'clock. So I definitely shortened it for you guys. I told you it's all about the best parts, but thank you, Mitch, for sitting through it. The next one's from Gina and she said I downloaded BritBox yesterday and watched the British coverage they didn't tell the names of the people either but they did explain a lot of the ceremony well that's nice Gina I didn't I don't know what BritBox is girl what is, that? is it an app? I just watched CNN and CNN really didn't know what the fuck was going on because they're just a bunch of Americans too so <laughs> maybe I should have done that sounds good smart Next comment is from uh, Sue, and Sue says, uh, she is in the Witness Protection, Protection Program, <laughs> so we didn't publish her. She asked to not have this published. Okay, girl, don't worry. we are not going to She don't want to be bothered by the Disney nuts, so we're not going to do that to you. Um, uh, and, oh, that's all she wanted to say, that she goes to battle for me. She went to battle for me over on TikTok, it says. Well, thank you, Sue. You don't have to do that, though. Because it ain't going to change nobody's minds over there. They're just nasty. That's how it is. Uh, next is from Shanny. What a cute name, Shanny. Shanny says, I could listen to you read the back of a cereal box. Oh, thank you. Which is the only reason I'm listening to anything about the coronation. Ugh. And you can post this. Shanny, I will post it. Thank you very much. <laughs> next is from Sin. We'll just say Sin. She says, or he says, love listening to you. I wouldn't have watched any of the coronation if you hadn't covered it. The new king totally looks like he has RBF. (laughs) Sin, I agree with you. He at times looks cranky. I think we know that's a well-known thing. He for sure gets cranky. Oh, God, he's got to work on it. But I don't think when someone's 70-something years old, not a lot of change is happening in personality. All right, next we have, let's read these comments here. I got to go all the way down. These are Susan says she's happy that I'm here on Spotify. Thank you, Susan. Someone named Edith says, oh, girl, I've been looking for you for days. Thank goodness. Hello from Puerto Rico. Hello, Edith. Uh, You're the funniest. Thank you so much. Uh, ellie says absolutely she plans on watching the coronation she is such a geek for all of it and side note after listening to the entire first podcast i guess of mine i just wanted to say that i think you are definitely right by not apologizing on tiktok oh well okay ellie thank you it's my feelings about that whole nonsense that went on and i just do what i think feels right Then we have Gina says she was planning on watching the coronation in her pajamas. She was looking forward to it. So did I. I watched it in my pajamas too. So thank you. Um, (laughs) Someone named Kay will just say, says that this is a hard pass for me. I will not be watching the coronation. (laughs) I understand very much. Uh, Riviera says, yes. I am an enthusiast of the Royals. I love it and I will be watching. I know all the things. Very nice. Erica says, I tried to watch, but was I was ready and I wanted to watch for the historical aspect, but I kept thinking of Diana. It was also hard hearing all the Megan trashing by the commentators. She's not there. Just leave her out. Yeah. Erica, I get it. A lot of people after viewing this coronation and the days leading up to it all they can think about is diana and certainly when the moment when camilla got the crown on her head i think didn't sit well with a whole lot of people around the world someone will just say named beach says i'm so glad you're on here i missed the whole gray garden set and she will not be watching because she is team diana and now she is team harry and megan So, thank you, Beach. Um, Sorry, you missed Gray Gardens. I can maybe go over that briefly in an episode here because I'm having a really hard time trying to take that audio from those TikToks and put it in a format that sounds good for here on a podcast because it's two totally different things. So it looks like, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure that out, but I might not be able to do it. But maybe I can have a few episodes where I kind of go over, in a shorter version, some of these books we talked about instead of like doing it all over again word for word (laughs) because I don't think I can do that but um, so we'll see otherwise uh, you know you can always it's free to watch on YouTube Great Gardens and there's a lot of information on there and it's not that long of a documentary and we'll do one more Uh, this is from we'll say Latin I'm trying to like not disclose who you guys are so Latin says, I will be listening to your charming and what is sure to be extremely delightful podcast. Well, thank you very much, all you guys. I just wanted to share just some of the messages that I get. Because some of your messages are private and you, uh, you don't want them published or I'm not going to publish them. So I thought let us share a little of them on here. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, that's about it for today. Like I said, around Thursday or Friday, I'll be back and we're going to do cohen's new book the daddy diaries have a great week and um stay safe out there i would say thoughts and prayers because of the most recent insanity but does it fucking matter because ain't nobody's listening ain't nobody's listening on this planet or in the sky no one's listening to fucking help us we got to help ourselves so stay safe out there goodbye Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Annoyed Lemon podcast. I truly appreciate all your support. If you wanted to reach out to me, my email is annoyedlemontt at proton.me. You can reach out to me there. You can also reply each episode to the little question that I put attached to the episode. There's a reply button and send me a message there. I cannot reply back, but I will be reading some of these messages in the next episode on the podcast, and I for sure read every single one in private. So you can also support this podcast by sharing it with your friends and family and coworkers. That's probably one of the best ways you can support the podcast if you wanted to. So thank you. And Finally, there is a new feature here on Spotify for podcasters called listener support. You can click on that if you feel moved to do so. And that is a monthly monetary amount that you choose that you want to help support the podcast with. And it's totally not necessary, but it's highly appreciated if you choose to do so. And I will give you a shout out personally in the next episode. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much if you choose to do that. So. All right, guys, again, thanks so much for all of your support. I love it. And I love to see where this podcast is going to go in the future. And I'm glad that you're here with me to watch it grow. Thanks.